Welcome to a podcast from Alive Church in Newark. We believe that the gospel changes lives, so we hope you're ready to hear from God, be challenged and inspired. Here's our speaker for today. So, um, turn in your Bibles, please, to Romans chapter 8. We're actually looking this morning at Romans chapter 8 from verses uh, um, 5 to 8. And we're continuing in our series on life and the spirit this morning based on Romans 8. This is a fantastic uh, piece of writing by Paul. Uh, Paul, of course, can be a guy who, who people uh, look upon with great awe. But he was, a, he was a man who understood life. And he was a man that wanted to, to communicate faith in a most realistic way. But two, he wanted people never to be restricted by where they found themselves in life. He wanted to push the boundaries. He wanted people to take the steps of faith, people to take the leaps of faith. You know, it's so easy in life just to remain where we are and what we're doing. It's another thing when we wake up in the morning saying, God, what are you going to do in my life today? What are, you going, are you going to take my life today and take me places that have never been before? Are you going to take my life today and, and enable me, equip me to do things that I've never done before? That's what brings the excitement into the Christian life. It has nothing to do with religion, but everything to do with relationship. And this is what it's about. There's a whole dynamic comes into place this morning when, when we see that and feel that in our lives. And, and here, uh, Paul says this, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The wind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Now then, as a teenager, I had big problems with this passage of Scripture. And this is the reason. Whenever, and I was in that era when King James Version of the Bible was the order of the day. It is still, respectfully, in some churches. But for me as a teenager, when I heard the word in the flesh, right, I'm thinking of a side of beef or half a lamb. I couldn't get my head around that. What, what on earth is all this about? It's, it's in the flesh. It's in the flesh. I was thinking of the butcher's shop. But no, Paul is not saying anything related to that at all. He's, he's looking here at uh, our, our relationship with God from the aspect of our human nature. Our human nature. It's nothing to do with our physical being. It's nothing to do with what we are looking at at any point in time, but our human nature. So when you read flesh, think of the human nature. That's the part of life that is the passed down from time of Adam. That's, that's the sinful nature of man. That's those aspects of life that aren't really in sync with God's will for life. And so as we're looking through this scripture, we, we need to take that on board, that it's not you know, what you're looking at this morning, but it's Mark Hutton's nature, it's your nature. And when we look at that in comparison to the nature of the Holy Spirit, that then equips us, it allows us to see and do what God wants us to see and what God wants us 
to do. You see, the, the contrast between these two ways to live is going our own way or living the way of God. How can I illustrate that? Well, in verses 7 to 8, let's use the words that, that I'm using this morning as a Markleton translation of Scripture, which is totally accurate and blessed. And it, it reads like this, For the mind that is set in doing its own thing is hostile to God. Let me say that again. For the mind that is set in doing its own thing is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Why? Because it's doing its own thing. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are doing their own thing cannot please God. Do you like the Mark Hutton translation? Yeah. I'm thinking of putting it out next year. You never know. It might, might go down really well. But let me just read that again sincerely. For the mind that is set on doing its own thing is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are doing their own thing cannot please God. God. Now, it's interesting that, that that passage from verses 7 to 8 doesn't actually give a command. It's not saying you must do this or you must not do that. But when we come through into a scripture like Colossians, for example, that Paul is writing, we see something more directive. So we're getting a picture, doing our own thing, things of the spirit. We're then getting some directive from Paul to the Colossian church saying, look, this is what you need to do. And it says this, we have received the spirit who is from God that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit. And this, folks, is part of the dynamic I want us to arrive at this morning. I don't want us to leave this venue the same way that we came in. I would love for every one of us to go out with a skip in our step that's what you'd like to do something with our spirits uplifted something with an anticipation that God can take us as individuals and use us in phenomenal ways not only for our own blessing in body soul and spirit but for the blessing of others I, I want to make a difference in the life of people don't you I want to be in a place where, where my life makes a difference. I'm only me. I am only Mark Hutton. But God can take some geezer like me and use me to make another life better. And if we can engage with that in Newark this morning, if we can engage with that in our place of work, in our professional roles, in our, our artistic abilities, in our skills, whatever, can you begin to imagine what Newark's going to be like in this coming week? We're going to go out from this venue this morning, touched by the power of God, imbued by the Holy Spirit of God, spirit and soul and body, get out onto the streets, get out into our cars, get to the garages, shops, wherever we find ourselves, knowing this, that God has taken us and using us to be a blessing. I believe this, that, that God can use somebody like me and put me in a place that my very presence, humbly we've got to say this, our very presence can make a difference. I was in a chemist shop yesterday. A guy walked through the door, hands, hands like this. 
And all that I could see spurting out between his fingers was blood. I mean, I thought, this guy's had his face smashed in. What's going on here? So he comes up to the counter, of course. I thought, it's time to get my latex gloves on here. This is going to be potentially dodgy. And I went out, pulled the guy into the consulting room, and uh, he, he managed to tell me he was having a coffee with his wife in the coffee bar, and his nose started bleeding. Man, he was a gusher. He really was pouring the blood. It was all over his hands, all down his front. What the people in the coffee shop must have thought as he came through the door, I mean, we was in the chemist shop just down the road. But, you know, it started in the chemist shop. Can you begin to picture it? You know, the door opens to the chemist the, of, of the coffee shop onto the high street in, in Lincoln, and there's blood pouring there, and he's, he's walking along to come in the chemist shop. So what do you do? Well, first thing, put your latex gloves on. It's very important. But the second thing, I got the guy sat down, and uh, it, it, Red Cross won't like it, but I still pinch the nose. It does work. And uh, so pin, pinched the guy's nose and, and said, look, you just need to relax. Just relax. This guy was so on edge. I mean, it, it was nearly in tears, this guy. It, there was a fear on him that was incredible. As, I, as I'm pinching his nose, what, what am I doing? Just saying, oh, yeah, just pinch the nose and leave it. In, in my heart, I'm saying, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. And you know, there's something came on that man. I call it the peace of God. That a guy who's almost in tears and spurting blood like I don't know what, all of a sudden became relatively limp in, in, his, in his nature where he was. I just felt the relaxation coming upon him. I said, are you feeling more relaxed? He said, yeah, yes, I am. And so I did my professional bit and the nose bleeding stopped and cleaned him up and then he, he went on his way. Why am I saying this? Th these are the dynamics of the Christian faith that we've got to take a grip on, folks, this morning. The Christian life is not just meeting for a connect group. It's not just meeting on a Sunday morning to hear somebody like me talk about Holy Scripture. It's applying Scripture to life and living it out. God wants us, God wants us to be men and women who are willing to be used by him. Some of you in this morning, you're going to be history makers in our land. Some of you might get into politics, you might get into education, you might be key in your place of work and rise to levels that I can only dream of rising to. But God will take you and use you, but are you willing to be taken? We need men and women, young and old, who are willing to be vessels for the Holy Spirit to use. So here it is, Proverbs 23 verse 7, it says, for... For as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. We are what we continually think about. So to have a mind filled with and shaped with scripture is to have a mind set on the things of the spirit. I decide what I want to put in my brain. quite obvious really isn't it I decide what I want to put in my brain I decide if I want to accept the negativities of life that I'm not the right size I'm not the right shape I don't wear the right shoes I don't drive the right car I decide if I want to accept in life that I am just Mark Hutton down the road 
Billy No Good. I am just Mark Hutton who's living his life out. And is he a millionaire? Has he got everything in life? No, he hasn't. Or I decide to accept him in my life that I am a child of God. I am valued with the life of Jesus Christ. There's no greater value can be put on a life. No greater value. I I decide that my life is held in the palm of God's hands. I decide that my future is in God's plan for my life. I decide whether I'm going to take the day full on or I'm going to get the warmest duvet on the planet, wrap myself up and stow myself away. I believe the call of God on every one of our lives this morning is to be men and women of the Holy Spirit, men and women who are open to the works of God and open to the Spirit in whatever situation we find ourselves so we need to be in a place, folks, this morning that we see there. We, we choose to fill our mind with the Holy Spirit's words. All scripture is God-breathed, God-given. Wow. Jesus said in John 6, verse 63, the words I speak to you are spirit and life. Daniel like this. There's, there's a wonderful little... little um, a series of words we find written by Paul in Ephesians 5, verse 18 to 19. It says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs from the Spirit. Sing and make melody in your hearts to the Lord. There's a song that goes with that. It goes something like, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Then you might not know that I do, but you know, there are some times in life where I've just got to pull myself up and say, Come on, Mark, sing a song. Sometimes at the darkest of time, at the most stressful of instances, I've just got to pull myself up and say, come on, sing your song. And you know, as we apply ourselves, whether we're singing or just quoting scripture, something of the application of God's grace and mercy comes afresh on our lives. Something of that upstanding, something of that encouragement, the inspiration that comes of the Holy Spirit comes into our life. Secondly, let's continue to ask for the Spirit's help. I'll have my little aid here. You like to see that we pay the extra 10p for a coat bag that you can reuse. What's this? It is. It's a pigeon deterrent. <laughs> Okay, years ago, when uh, I used to run the radio station at uh, Grapevine, one, one event, uh, we were having issues in, in our garden with, uh, with pigeons dumping 
frequently. And so uh, on there, I thought, oh, we must have some bird enthusiasts here. Can anybody help me out? So a guy came along and said, well, what you need to do is put a plastic owl up. So we went and bought a plastic owl, and that's still up in the garden. It does work to a certain extent, but this is the bee's knees. All right. And then it looks just like a windmill for those listening on podcast, because it is a kid's windmill. And uh, as I'm holding it here, it's quite stationary, isn't it? It's doing absolutely nothing. This won't put off the pigeons at all, but... For those listening on the podcast, I am, I am blowing at a plastic windmill. But this is me. This is me in my workplace. This is me on the streets. This is me in the centre of Newark. And me look the same. But when the Spirit of God comes and blows over a life, something begins to take place, not as a pigeon deterrent. Something of the Spirit of God comes. Now then, we've, we've bigged these up in the world in which we live, haven't we? We've, we've got wind farms. And the thing about it is, when the wind blows on the sails, they go around and they produce something. They produce power. And my expectation is in my life, when the Holy Spirit comes and touches my life, something takes place in my life and the power of God comes. And I tell you folks, in our workplace, wherever we go, we need the power of God. In our Christian lives, we need the power of God. We need the blowing of the wind of God upon our lives. The Holy Ruach, it can come. I once sat in a theatre at Butlin's holiday camp at Bognor Regis, where everything was surrounded with, with uh, curtains like this. There was no open windows or anything. And a guy was about to start to preach, and, and all of a sudden, these, these drapes started flapping around, started moving. People were getting out of the seats and going down to the front, confessing the sins and coming to Jesus. What was that all about? It was a move of the Holy Spirit. Nobody else could explain anything way, but people were getting healed and things. How about that taking place here in a live Newark? How about these drapes starting flapping around? How about the things of God starting to move that we see lives change? This is the dynamic that Paul is encouraging us to look at. He's saying, look, don't do things in your own strength. Don't consider yourself knowing, knowing everything because that will fail. Rely upon God, allow the Holy Spirit of God to come. And he's saying this, continue to ask for the Spirit's help. And how do we do that? Well, we do that primarily through prayer. There's a wonderful theologian in, uh, uh, called John Piper. And this guy was the lead pastor of Bethlehem Baptist Church in the USA. And, and this guy wrote, wrote a, a great book, and uh, it's called Desiring God. And, and in that book, he, he talks about how he uses his time to pray effectively. 
Now then, for, for this guy, John, he uses a thing called an acrostic. Now that means having a word and taking the first letter uh, of, of each sentence from, from that word. So, for example, he uses a Latin word called ios, which means characterized or being full of. And in taking that word ios, uh, John's model is this. Uh, he takes the I and he applies to that Psalm 119, incline my heart to your testimonies. So in his prayer time, he reminds himself of the goodness of God. He reminds himself of the accounts of people who've had healings and blessings and things like that. Things that he gleans from, from other Christians. And that's how he starts off his prayer time. Secondly, is O. And he takes from that, open my eyes to see wonderful things. We open our papers, what do we see? so many bad things in life we turn our tvs on what do we see so many bad things in our life we talk to our neighbors we hear of bad things in life no what john is saying here in our prayer lives let, let's be focused let's look let's open our eyes to the good things of life first off we're alive blood is flowing eat drink we've got a roof over our head we've got family let's start considering those things and this is how he use i'm quite excited to see how he uses his model but uh, uh, and then the, the next letter is you unite my heart to fear your name how about that how, how about that seeking a unity with god that is tangible Something that you feel the very presence of God. Have you ever felt the presence of God? Something of the tangible touch of God. There's like a holiness that comes. Sometimes it's a quiet that is so deep and you just feel, oh, this is so amazing in your presence. And then he uses the word S, satisfy me in the morning with your steadfast love. So Paul Coming back to Paul, he's encouraging people in this. He's saying, look, don't, don't look upon yourself. Don't look upon your individuality. Look upon the spirit of God to progress. And that's for every one of us this morning. So I see from that the scriptures uh, tell us something about God and Christ when we're reading so we can praise him. So it's vital that we read God's word. We, we glean so much from it. And also the fact is when we listen to other people's stories of life, our faith is inspired Romans 8 26 says and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness for example we don't know what God wants us to pray for but the Holy Spirit inspires us in the right direction I want an intimacy with the Holy Spirit I want my life to be full of the Holy Spirit I, I, I want to sense and feel the move of the Holy Spirit in my life all the time thirdly practice the presence of of the Holy Spirit. Practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is incredibly vital. So we choose to fill our mind with the Spirit's words. We continue to ask for the Spirit's help. And finally, practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know how it goes with me. I wake up in the morning, thank God I'm alive. Secondly, say, come Holy Spirit, use my life today. And I want the benefit of that to have an impact on life. I want the presence of God to be so tangible in my life on that day that not only can I sense something good in life, but also other lives can be blessed as well. Where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the presence of the Lord is, the dynamics of the miraculous can take place. Where do I start? How can I even start to share this this morning? 
It's the expectation, folks, isn't it? I'm just thinking theirs and talking is a few years ago now it was um, early Sunday morning prayers and I uh, was pastoring Beverly Community Church in those days and Mark came round one of the elders we had two elders but one was on holiday Mark came round and we just asked for the presence of God to come and you know as we're there in the living room and, and, and we're praying that the presence of God just just came so much so that uh, not realizing both of us found ourselves flat on the floor on our faces and I'm having a revelation of heaven and I'm seeing things which I wasn't expecting to see but I didn't realize but Mark was too flat on his face and there was something of the presence and power of God that was coming and I started saying Mark I, I can see this I was seeing this angelic being and Mark was saying oh yes and to the right of the angelic being can you see that and I said yes and both of us were, were led on the floor eyes closed obviously but we're seeing the same thing we, we was in a dimension in our prayer times that I'd never experienced before so what do you do from that? Do you get up and say, that's a jolly jolly, or, or what? I mean, there, there, was, there was just something of a, of a heaviness, a, a presence from that, which uh, impacted my life and definitely impacted Mark as, as an elder. And we, we realized there that in prayer, we, we had touched something in the spiritual dynamic of life that we had never touched before, something of that great anointing of God that was there. We can see it, can't we, in our places. Driving on the motorway in Hampshire, I was baptised in the Holy Spirit. Fishing by a quiet lake, I felt the presence of God so much, I, I could literally feel I could talk in, in that instance. These are instances for me. Being in Portsmouth, I think of Shady, this one, having communion as, as a student on my own with a rich tea biscuit and orange juice one Sunday morning. What? That's irreverent. A rich tea biscuit and orange juice to have communion? No, for me, it's all I had. It is all I had at that time, but I wanted to meet with God. And in that room at Five Avalot Road in Southsea in Portsmouth, on that Sunday morning when I had a need, God was there. Folks, this morning, somehow we, we, we've got to break out of our personal expectations. We've got to break into the purposes of God. We've got to find ourselves in a place, as, as Paul uh, encourages here in, in Romans chapter 8. He's saying, look, I want you to experience God in the way he wants you to experience him. I want you to feel God in the way that he wants you to feel him. I want you to be open to the flow of the Holy Spirit and say, welcome you, Holy Spirit, and really mean it. Being a follower of Jesus can be summed up in this way. Hear God and obey. Hear God and obey. And there's something fantastic about that. There's something gentle yet strong. Simple yet complicated. Why? Because God can do whatever he wants. However he wants. And I want us this morning to just enjoy that. There's a guy called Brother Lawrence, born Nicholas Herman, a 17th century Carmelite friar, who wrote about the presence of God in his book, The Presence, Practice the Presence of God. And this guy in, in, in his book, there as a monk, he wanted to encourage people to be active in seeking the presence of God and to live it out in their lives. 
That's alive new at this morning. Can we see ourselves enjoying that? Can we see ourselves looking afresh at our Christian faith this week and saying, God, I want my Christian faith this week to be something special, something unique. I want my Christian faith this morning to have a life about it, a dynamic about it. I want my Christian faith this week to expect the impossible to be possible because God can do anything at any time. And you may be here this morning and you say, Mark, you know, I really like the faith that you've got. I'd really like to know what's, what's cooking about this, but I don't at this point in time. We're going to put a prayer up on, on the screen. And I'd like for all of us to, to share in this, in this prayer. And as we share in this prayer, then um, it's a time to accept Jesus into our life. And then the close, we'll close our eyes, and I'm going to ask at that point, if anybody has shared that prayer with me, just to raise your hand, then I can have a chat with you at the end. And then we'll, we'll close with, with a blessing on that. So this is how it goes. Let's say it all together. Thank you, God, for loving me before I ever love you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that I can get connected to you now because you are alive today. I admit that I have lived my life without you and have messed up. I ask for your total forgiveness and I commit myself to you. Help me to submit my life to your teaching and direction from now on. I receive you into my life and ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's just close our eyes. If anybody has shared that this morning, for the first time maybe, or you're just saying it again, just put your hand straight up now so I can see. I'd love to come and talk to you in the service. Anybody in this venue done that this morning? That's fine. So Danny's going to play some dulcet chords now with a great anointing that he has got. And this is what I want to inspire us to do today as we come to a close. I'm going to ask us to stand and we're going to take 60 seconds of our life for me to invite the Holy Spirit to come and touch you where you are. That's all from us today. Thanks for listening. We pray you have a great day.